Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Original movies are a staple of any TV junkie's diet, and we take them very seriously. So seriously that we've dedicated an entire podcast to picking apart each and every one ever made. The stories, the actors, the stunning dialogue, the IMDb trivia, we're here to discuss it all with the appropriate mixture of reverence and humor, one movie at a time. I'm Molly McAleer, and this is Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Everyone needs to put a bullseye on what it is you want. I just want to be the girl that he wants. Every time you see me, you can't resist me. I'm Jody. This is so exciting, our inaugural episode. Today's guest is Ronnie Karam, and we're talking about the Jody Arias movie, Jody Arias, colon, Dirty Little Secret. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs> Jody Arias, colon. Did you love that movie? We just watched it together. I love a Lifetime movie. I mean, this one is really, I chose this one for our inaugur- inaugural episode because it's a story that people are familiar with. Uh, the Jodi Arias story was unlike, you know, it, it was similar to Casey Anthony or Amanda Knox and that the entire country was involved with it. You had never really heard anything about this case. Though. Well, I had heard about it, but I didn't watch all the Nancy Grace stuff because A, bitch makes me crazy, Nancy right. Grace. And also, I didn't like her, like, mousy bangs and her weird glasses. I was like, I don't want to watch this woman, like, cry. But then after I saw this and saw that it was just kind of a costume, now I want to go back. I want to, like, download old Nancy Graces now. So I had the exact same reaction. I kind of was not tuned into Jodi Arias when the case was happening. I mean... I knew that I'm not really into crimes of passion that are relationship based. I will love like a mom killing her kid. I'll love like a foreign girl killing her roommate. I love teens killing each other. I love stuff like that. That foreign girl killing her roommate was good. Yeah. Amanda Knox. Yeah. But like when you get into the crimes of passion stuff, it's like, well, you know what? Anyone can do that. Anyone can love too hard. Like (laughs) it takes a really special psycho to like kill your kid. Right. So I came into Jodi Arias late, but I went, through a breakup last year which is uh not why i loved this movie but i found myself on netflix as you do in a time of crisis and i was going through the lifetime section which is just good to know for people out there they do have lifetime movies on netflix um 
And we also have here at Mother May I Sleep With Podcast a subscription to the Lifetime Movie Club, which is $14.99, I think, a month. And you have, like, unlimited access. Maybe $4.99. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A month. And you have unlimited access to basically, like, 30 Lifetime movies a month. A new one comes Whoa. out every day on the app. So on this podcast, we're going to be using a lot of movies from the Lifetime Movie Club. This was on Netflix back when I started watching it last year. And I woke up every single day for a month and watched this movie. That's I don't, terrifying it, I to know. any man who wants to date you right now. That's no, by terrifying. the way, it's terrifying <laughs> to me as someone who has to live with myself. Like, I could not believe that, like, I found such solace in this movie. Um, I watched Soap Dish. So, uh, Soap Dish is probably a good one, too. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch, like, The Family Stone and things like that. I but, love that one, too. But, um, and by the way, there is actually some, if, did you uh, ever watch uh, While You Were Sleeping, the Sandra Bullock movie? Um, yes, of course. That was another one of my like emotional comfort movies for many years. And I, wish I was in a coma. Can we Everything link? Everything worked out so well for her. It did. I mean, I've, to fall in love with a man in a coma would be a true dream for me too. But there's a connection between while uh, while you were sleeping and this Jodi Arias movie, which is at the star Tanya. Ramonde? I mean, I don't know how to say her name. Tania Ram. I mean, I don't know. It's T-A-N-I-A-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D-E. Like, good luck mm-hmm. to you on how you pronounce that. I don't know. No, but I don't need to. But she is in a movie that's coming out soon called Manson Girls with Monica Kina, who played Mary in while you were sleeping whoa okay so our yeah, all, it's all connected our star in this movie was um she was on lost she yeah played- i know her from lost and she was very victimy and i have to say she is the same way now where she cries with one single tear like mm-hmm. she's always had that talent that's a bizarre talent she i mean isn't that like fake cr- tears isn't that when they like I put it, it them is, in your eyes but she only puts them in one because it's always one it's not both of them leaking down the center yeah. at one time it's like only on the left side so it's like weird. the set dresser like runs in puts the tear in her eye and then they just like roll film right away but she's like do you know who i am i only want it in one eye i'm left I said eye girl one eye yeah <laughs> My left eye, it's in my rider. Um, so so then on another little link, pop culture link in this movie before we get into this like the whole breakdown, is that Travis Alexander, the victim of Jody Arias, played Bobby Brady in both the Brady Bunch movies. Way more fuckable now. You wanted that. him so bad. I love a vanilla y like white guy and with like, a house there's like this, he had a house he had a house he was yeah. super successful and and i think this is where we should just start to get into it because there's so many things i want to say about why i love travis alexander and a lot of it is set up in this first part of the movie i'm down so this movie opens up with something very sexy it's a young brunette jody arias in bed uh posing in like various stages of undress posing for the camera it's kind of like a montage thing she's a super on point french manicure um which you just can't help but notice like it yes. really does the french <laughs> manicure she's nude and there's like this hot guy in the scene too but for some reason her french manicure is stealing the scene and at the time to i didn't me it was know her why. good wife wig it was the good wife wig. Because Juliana Margulies in The Good Wife has this wig, and you see the wig hairline right here, just like she had her brunette wig. So we're going to just like address this first, because you were saying throughout the film that you think she's wearing a wig. I don't think she's wearing a wig. Oh, yeah. She had good wife wig. 
Like you can read, I can read hairlines now because I watched all of The Good Wife. Okay. So do you think throughout her career, this woman is wearing a wig? Because it seems like pretty consistent with her regular like hair. She's got, I don't know what she looks like in real life, but that blonde hair was even a very heavy wig. I was like, that girl has a very strong neck. You see, that's like lighter. You see how she's making yeah. it look? She's showing me a picture right now of this girl on Her hairline on is a lot Google. more subtle. Yeah, it's like her hairline was lower. I don't know what they're doing, but that looks like carryable hair. Like the hair she was wearing in this, I was like, did they audition people with neck exercises? Like that bitch <laughs> carried around a lot of weight on her neck. Because Jodi Arias's hair is a very, very important thing about her. I remember like seeing a 2020 shortly after I got really super obsessed with this movie and then mm -hmm. by default the case. Um, and there was a 2020 about Jodi Arias and they were like, the only thing that changed more about Jodi than her personality was her hair was her hair color and i was like that is so like low-key shady and also very like petty of like 2020 to be like shading her hair it's like, like so slut shamey they're like oh she had multiple dad jobs oh and by the way, she really only had two. Like I've been after after they said that, I started to like Google, and even today when we were talking about her wig, I started to really like get into the Jodi Arias hair story. And like there was really only the blonde and the brunette. And like I was expecting a red moment. I was looking for a strawberry blonde. Like I was even looking for like maybe a Kelly Osbourne like gray purple. Like I didn't know what they were talking about when they said there were so many shades well, of Jodi Arias. Well, there was a hair person who was thinking about that because she had her blonde like stripper hoe hair like it was 20 pounds yeah and then there was one point where they started where she started losing it where they're like now she's blonde but with an inch of roots yeah and then as she started going crazy like the roots kept showing and then she got her brown hair and then when she got caught she put on bangs. So like, exactly Girl. right. That is I think the hair story is something it's like be more than beyond like a parent that we need to follow the hair story throughout this. It's a very yes. important thread. So after we see this like amazing French manicure manicure, we cut immediately to a 911 call. It's like a frantic female voice. And then all of a sudden, like a very calm nonplussed man being like, yeah, he's just, he's dead in the shower. Like, it's like the guy is like very matter of factly. It's as if it's any woman and man in any situation trying to describe something. Like, the woman is a mess and she can't even begin to find enough adjectives to explain what's going on. And the guy's just like, I mean, he's just, he's totally dead. He's just here dead. And the uh, woman is like, he loved board games. He loved <laughs> kitty cats. Oh. Yeah, it's like a crimson red. The blood is a crimson. And you uh, know it was like the death of a straight guy because his tiles didn't match. I was so bothered. Like when he was dead in his shower, I was like, really? I know. Like those tiles are both beige, but they totally still fight each other. And I can't root for you right now, even though your, thro your throat is slit. Like, well, die. Well, as someone who just this. went through a home renovation, like I will tell you that is exactly exactly what home depot tries to push on you yes. like out the gate and this I feel was very home this guy was very home depot which uh, i think speaks to his character so we get to <laughs> right away all right we open up on my favorite thing travis alexander is it's very important to know that he has one of my favorite pre uh professions which is motivational speaker i love me a self-help asshole so this they're is they're all how assholes even that what's that little tony robbins 
totally. Yeah. Did you just read that Tony Robbins people just got their feet burned on the coals? No. Because I mean, they were stopping to take selfies in the self-help thing. He's like, walk across the coals. You can do it. And they all burnt their feet. Stop. Oh, oh my God. I'm dead. <laughs> of course. That makes total sense. What fucking assholes trying to take a selfie while you're running on coals? That's amazing. That's so not self-help, you guys. So the first time we see Travis Alexander outside of the bedroom, it's, uh, you know, I think we're at a several months earlier sort of thing. Mm. It's like one year earlier. Uh, I'm Travis Alexander, and I love my life. Now, if there are any of you out there who can't say the same thing, then let's get you there. Everyone wants basically the same things in life, right? Success. Purpose. Love. Well, these things are attainable. And what's worked for me is committing to the steps. These are very simple rules that if you follow them, I can almost guarantee that you will reach your goals. Now, before we get started, obviously, you have to know what your goals are. So do me a favor, everyone here, I want you to shut your eyes. Now, you might feel a slight sensation of someone tugging at your wallet. That's just your imagination. Keep your eyes closed. Everyone here has to focus on one single thing, and that is what you want your life to be. Put a bullseye on what it is you want and promise yourself that you will never let anything get in your way. Picture what you want. See it. Now open your eyes. Now, these are Travis Alexander's 10 steps, just so you know. One, be a goal setter. <laughs> Two, be positive in your attitude. I'm sure. Three, I've already failed. I've already failed all of this fucker steps. I know. I actually started to try to implement these in my life last week. I'm not kidding you. And it's but be a goal setter. Number four changed mm, that's my what life. I do today. I'm going to set a goal tonight. Number four, what, wait, what was number three? Number three listening. is be involved. Okay. Number four, be a list maker. I started okay. making lists again because of Travis Alexander. Mm -hmm. Be financially responsible. Mm. Schedule time wisely. Keep an organized workspace. I'm fucked on that one. <laughs> be enthusiastic. Set deadlines. And then the 10th one I couldn't read out, but it ended with in your assets. I think it was Dockers. Make sure you have Dockers in your assets because this man only wore Dockers, Men's Warehouse, and Old Navy the whole time. If you don't want to get killed by a crazy bitch, don't only wear Old Navy, Dockers, and Men's Warehouse. He That's was very, like, basic. He was very basic white guy, like, complete. Everything was, like, you could see him. If he's not in a dress shirt, he's in, like, a rugby shirt. You know what I mean? And he wore, With like, t-shirts under his college name. Yes. Oh, yeah. You and were... he always had, like, a t-shirt under his shirt. It was so weird. He would wear a shirt with a t-shirt under. And I was like, this guy wants to die. Like, everything about him, Dockers, t-shirt under your shirt. What kind of Mormon gets body waxing? So that's the other thing is that we have to we haven't even noted yet that Travis is a Mormon, which has I didn't I don't know if I really thought about this and I don't see it being brought up in the case enough. But like his weird repressed religious stuff, mm -hmm. like basically drove a lot of the behavior that uh, in, I would say aggravated the situation between him and Jody. Um but as Travis is like introducing these 10 steps, we cut to Jody Arias. She's blonde. She's in the audience and she has like a total female heart on for him. And she's just like, basically at one point he says like, put a bullseye on anything you want and promise to never let anything get in your way. And yes, Jody and she is, did. Yeah. She was, he was like, close your eyes and visualize what you want. She's like, I'm visualizing a really 
white person with some moles on his back and some dockers. He was super like freckly, planked. right? I mean, he was just like he got more gingery as the show went on. Like he turned more and more red and like had more and more dots on him. I know. He was a big freckled mess. But that said, like it was um, in a weird way. I, I feel like watching this scene uh, today with fresh eyes, it made me feel like this entire first speech was almost justifying Jody's actions. Like, well, he told her. Exactly. Like, he told her to close your eyes and never let your eyes off your target. (laughs) Pretty much. You're right that he did do it. I think that when you meet people like, (laughs) when you meet people like Jody, you have to have your own kind of a list. Don't fuck people with possum face. Don't do it. They're never good people. And this girl (laughs) totally had possum face. That's all I wrote down. I was like, look, were you visualizing the possum on your trash can going through all your crap and spreading it all over the driveway? What are you doing? Don't mess with the possum face. Why does she look exactly like a possum? Does anybody know a nice possum? There's no cartoon with a nice possum. A possum has never been a nice thing in history. No, I saw a possum like once in real life with my eyes when I was walking wags at night. And like it truly (laughs) shook me to the bone. Like I have had a stalker, an actual stalker. And for some reason, witnessing a possum upset me so much more than that. They're terrifying. The entire experience. Like I've been assaulted that that upset me like so much less than seeing a possum because at least you can understand assault you can't understand a possum (laughs) they have have crazy faces and they hiss at you the first time i saw one was in long beach it was raining and i was stoned as hail and i saw this possum and i thought it was an alien i walked out my front door and it went like it screeched at me and i was like what is that thing and i've never forgotten it i thought it was an alien my neighbor was like that's a possum you effing idiot so Jody, like a true psycho, immediately decides to follow Travis uh, to the bathroom while he's taking a leak during the cocktail reception. Okay, gay man. And like Jody Arias, how 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 does she have not one gay friend? But the first move she makes is to go check out his wiener in the bathroom. So Travis uh, manages to carry on like ninety percent of the conversation with Jody without looking at her at any point, and then the whole situation changes like. Oh, hey, weird lady talking to me in the bathroom when he catches her reflection in the mirror behind him and notices that Jody is, in fact, a hot possum babe. <laughs> yeah, he sees possum boobs and he's like, do whatever you want. So um, Jody and him like hit it off. She's like showing him. She decides like, they go on a little stroll around the camp. By the <laughs> way, they're in like a resort in Vegas and she's showing him her photos. Um, and he remarks that he was really impressed that she took a picture of a tree because he would have just taken a picture of a sunset. And that's what sets them apart. That's what sets her apart as an artist was that she included a tree in the photo, whereas he would have just gone for a simple sunset. Well, you would think that he would be the true artist because before they like started talking he was talking to a group of people from his self-help thing and he's like guys you can do it too i mean i was a poor guy growing up i didn't even know where my next sandwich was coming from like (laughs) really really exactly and it's kind of like and i wanted more that was kind of like a read more about it moment for me because i'm kind of like well i know other i really hope we find out like we meet travis's family we find out more about his troubled childhood. Never again was the troubled childhood mentioned. We mm-hmm. never heard about the mother, anything else. So all we know is he had a troubled childhood, which also just sets me up to believe that maybe he is equally troubled. Like this whole movie. Probably not equally as. 
this whole movie. <laughs> she was pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't know. He's equally as drunk. <laughs> I don't know if wearing long johns every day for my choice is that crazy. But <laughs> so Travis, uh, in a very subtle move, says to Jody after looking at her photos, so what about your current boyfriend? Does he support your passions? And Jody's like, oh, it is on. Um, and she's like, oh, very subtle. Uh, so how about we go up to your room and have a cup of coffee? And um, Travis, at this point, discloses to Jody that he's a Mormon, so he can't have coffee. <laughs> but I can do you in your, your backside. And then Jody goes, I'm sorry, maybe there was some confusion here. I was suggesting we go up to your room, oil each other down, and see how quickly you can turn your bed into splinters. You said put a bullseye on what I want, so let me ask you, what do you want, Travis? You know uh, what? How sad that it started like that, and she couldn't even aim. I mean, by the time she stabbed him, she was just, like, shooting in the dark. It took 27 times, and he was still crawling around. Girl, you didn't learn enough about the bullseye and that. I want my money back. Is it too late to get your money back if you've murdered the self-help guy? <laughs> um, so then Jody, um, or, you know, is gently let down by Travis, who does her a real favor as a gentleman. And he says that he thinks he's amazing and that she's more than just a hot cup of coffee, um, which is... I don't. I mean, this is where we kind. I this is where I start to feel like, the, oh, Travis is like a real fucked up religious douchebag. Like he thinks he's doing her a favor. Jody probably just wants to get fucked. Do you know kind what I of, mean? but she had those crazy eyes where she was putting the bullseye on his spirit. She was gonna get him no matter what. And when he was like, "Yeah, you're more than a cup of coffee," she goes, "That's the." Proper thing to say. What'd she say? No, and she that's said, the correct goes, answer. That was exact. Well, yeah, because no, no, because then he says it to another. He says it to his Mormon girlfriend later on. He goes, uh. Yeah, that's like the little tie in at the end. Like he steals her romantic line. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's so sad. You poor little Mormon. Like he stole some line from some hoe in Vegas. I know. So then they, so he and this hoe in Vegas, Jody, go off to the hotel bar together and they decide to, uh, I guess he's drinking a water and she's slamming a white wine, like aggressively like slamming a glass of white wine. And, <laughs> and they're um, in Vegas for his convention. And he's like, well, on your drive back, I've got some gospel music for you. That was the best. He goes, she's like, oh, I have a five hour back. By the way, Jody <laughs> is from Palm Desert, which, by the way, absolutely 100 percent. Yes, she is from Palm Desert. Like, no question. If only an animal like Jody Arias could be born in Palm Desert. I spent a lot of time out there, and I will tell you, I am so afraid of the locals. Like, no, not the rich gay men, not the older people. No, the locals. I know, girl. I've been there. True Palm Desert locals. That's a meth town. Yes. Yeah, there's meth in the water over there. Yes. So, uh,. Travis friends, Katie, who's like a major point in the story, she comes bopping up to the bar and she's like, Travis, I'm in town with my Mormon friends. And he's like, oh, my We're Mormon We're here friend. for the temple convention in <laughs> Vegas. Mormons, really? Well, we actually had someone call. I have an advice podcast called Please Advise. And we actually had someone call and say that they were going to Vegas with a bunch of Mormons. And I'm sitting there thinking like, what is this bizarre world in which Mormons go to Vegas? But Mormons love Vegas. Like Apparently. even the sister wives. Do you remember like all the sister wives people all moved out to Vegas? They did yeah. on the TLC show. They moved. Oh, it's so hot there. Mormons love Vegas. I think you can get a lot of land there for cheap, and also the laws are much more lax in Vegas. Like oh, there's a yeah. lot of gray areas. And there's central air everywhere. Like you could go to an outhouse, and there will be central air because you'll die without it. And I think people who have to wear like long johns. 
for their religion need that. If you have five morbidly obese wives, like there better be some central air in the mix. <laughs> I love that Katie's uh, Katie's big tell in her character. The co- I love the costumer in this, but <laughs> the costumer was like, give Katie a sweater. Yeah. I need Katie to be in like something with sleeves in like 90% of the scenes. The subtle like Mormon dress, the attention to Mormon dress. Well, Katie is bare sleeved in the initial scene, which is like, I, I'm sorry, I call bullshit on that. Like, oh, I it happen was the know. wife, the girl married to the fat guy who was in sleeves. So, yeah. So, trust. But Katie also, throughout the whole thing, is wearing weird Mormon fashion. Like, you know, like there's Mormon fashion blogs where they just like layer, they're called modesty fashion blogs. And like, is it's that just true? about laying long sleeve it's like layering long sleeve shirts under tank tops oh my god that's rad they shouldn't call it mormon i would read that yeah so you uh, guys are hurting yourself with your branding okay jody is watching katie and uh travis's uh fat male friend and his wife (laughs) poor Uh, fat guy i mean thank you for casting one of us but still and also when he's holding hands with katie at the table and she's looking all jealous yeah but to a Mormon, that is like a gangbang behind a dumpster. It like, is That's true. crazy. It Holding is. hands in Vegas at a table in front of your fat friends and that his wife with sleeves. I know. Who does and that? And so Jody's watching this like little flirtation at the bar and she's going fucking nuts. Like you just see anyone who's ever, I, I don't know if you identify yourself in any of Jody's crazier moments. Like you at your worst point in a relationship at all where you're like jealous or weird or anything like that. Like the crazy look in Jody's eye is is out of control so mm-hmm. Trav- she like she like bounces and yeah. travis looks back and sees that jody is gone <laughs> and he this is when i turned tur- turn to you and i said this is when travis could have saved his life yeah. like travis could have said that is really weird that this girl that i just met fully bounced when i went over to say hi to my friends for five minutes I'm never talking to her again. But it's- and I'm famous. Like, I have a, t- yes. a top 10 list of shit that you need to do. What does she have? Nothing. She carries 20 pounds on her neck. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know about that girl. <laughs> so, Travis, like an all- another true psycho, fully, like, goes looking for her in the hotel and then finds her in front of his room. She has changed her outfit and is in a sluttier dress. Her hair is more tousled. And um, they immediately start making out and go into his room. Well, I really love that they made him an honest guy. Like, even though he's all Mormony and won't drink coffee, he can't stop staring at her boobs. And it was hilarious that in every scene, they're like, he's just obsessed over her boobs. And you know the Lifetime people are like, we need a reason that this man would stay. Yeah, he's just stare at the boobs. You go, Jen. You go. Jody Arias, I mean, all we know, I mean, you can't, Jody Arias is a sex monster. Basically, and we see this in this next scene where she there's an iPod mini doc in the room, which is like just a really nice hotel feature. Jody has a sexy back sound delay song. That is so balage. I know. <laughs> like, have you ever been? I, I've been in hotels with like iPod docs, but like an iPod mini doc. It's like a hot pink iPod mini. Like you know that era of iPod mini. There's a sexy back sound alike song, and Jody does this insane strip tease for him. She's wearing some like crazy stripper, some crazy stripper dance. I mean, that was like you know when like crazy strippers, their their hips move like too violently. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, it's like this violent weird dancing, and then she's wearing a bra and panties that 
like clash with her dress and then she kicks the ottoman i was like this is such a failure but that guy totally boner through his long johns i mean okay so she did do another thing during the striptease that i've only seen in the new girl pilot which is incorporating a throw pillow very heavily into a striptease <laughs> where it's like she was kind of low-key humping this gigantic throw pillow with tassels on it and then they start to have sex and i realized i said to rodney i was like Yo, do you think he's like losing his virginity during this scene? Is that the subtext of this? Is that he's losing his virginity to Jenny? I right think now? so, but I think it would have had more of an emotional impact on him because he didn't seem to mind. He was like, okay, I'll bone the girl with clashing bra and panties, you know? Like he didn't even seem to care. Like I would think that someone that devout would wake up horrified or something right like, i mean i really like i mean like a teen girl losing his virginity like that's what i right. expected was like that he wakes up the next morning crying and like, or something meltdown like yeah his best friend on the phone totally. his best friend nick who we met in the beginning he but, also wouldn't have lasted through that entire dance i mean if you're a virgin you're like you're yeah, done like that no, there's no way but also jody's lingerie now that you mentioned i want to talk about it i wrote down it's like do you remember that like maiden form it's like see it was like sears lingerie it was uh-huh. like a gigantic, thick-strapped seafoam bra. And then the panties were, like, low-key sexy, but they were also kind of gigantic. And I couldn't figure out if this is, like, so that Mormons could watch it and not feel scandalized so that they could, like, <laughs> shout out to my boy Travis, like, R.I.P. Travis, like, one, a, a day a great one of us was taken. And, like, they could watch us and not be scandalized. Kind or of, if- because she had high-waisted panties, even though her <laughs> butt was hanging out. Like, there was a lot of, I mean, I think that the, the uh, wardrobe people did an excellent job in this show with their subtle Old Navy references, or, like, Mervyn's. Yes, and that, by the poor, way... Poor Mer- Mervyn's Katie. God bless her. We're going to wrap up this podcast and every podcast with a scale, and so I want to say that this is this mm. is uh, ranking very high off the bat on our wardrobe scale. Off the bat. Yeah. So um, we cut to Jody at her grandma's place, um, and her grandma is basically being like, Jody, like... Don't do it again. Like, don't go crazy for him. Like, you know, get Jody, little- you know how you are with men. I don't want to <laughs> see you do that again, Jody. It's like, how many cigarettes did Grandma smoke today? Grandma's like partying. She <laughs> was like a brassy older woman. She like, I was kind of like loving Jody's grandma, and I was a little bit curious about like how is Jody Jody's grandma seen so much of life? Yet Jody is so naive. Like, because usually if you have a grandma that's like a little bit buck wild like that, like she's told you stories and you like get life. Oh yeah. But Jody is very clueless, and her grandma. Well, I even think that's says, what turned her into a loose girl, and then she got all worried because grandma was like, "Yeah, do the vampire killer." And then she was like, remember the vampire killer, Jody? Remember the guy who was the trucker? Remember the guy who liked to knit? And Jody was like, well, it's okay as long as they don't cheat, Grandma. So that was the whole thing. This is also like really, I really had a moment with this because I think that, I think there's something really dark about people that are obsessed with being cheated on. But I also know, because I've never, I don't, if I've ever, if I don't, if I've ever been cheated on, I don't know about it. Uh, well, I do know about it, but I <laughs> don't, I choose not to. You haven't had the conversation about it. I choose it. not to that acknowledge it. Different. it. Yeah. And uh, Jody seems to have a really big hang up about being cheated on. And basically, like, grandma, I, Basically, Grandma says to her, let things happen naturally with this one. Don't go picking out China, China patterns out the gate. So mm. we know that, like, Jody is crazy, but we also know that Jody is a woman scorned. Like, relationships have not been easy for her. Yeah, but would you stay with that bitch? She's crazy. No. The I first mean, second she's not. like, whoa, what was that car parked in your driveway? It, it says Time Warner on the van. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> what, what are you jealous of? It was literally the cable guy. But that said, this is a true, like a true testament to Lifetime's commitment to celebrating women. Um, because like <laughs> they even give like the average audience member the out of like, well, you know, being cheated on really hurts. I mean, maybe Jody was just like really hurting from being cheated on. Like Lifetime truly stands for women. They like, really do, and yeah. I have to hand it to Lifetime because I've watched a zillion Lifetime movies with my mother. She's obsessed. I, especially every Christmas one because I'm stuck in Texas every Christmas so yeah. I've seen every one. I have to hand Lifetime, I have to hand it to them. Usually the woman is such a victim in right. all of these. Like at the end she kind of learns to be strong when she hits him over the head with a log from the fireplace or <laughs> throws a beer can at his head and he dies or like whatever it is that right. she finally gets the abuser. But this one it was the woman and Lifetime still tried to make her a victim. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a freaking Mormon. He won't drink coffee. And somehow he's the asshole. Well, I don't God know. God bless I'm you, Lifetime. Huge, I'm not a huge Travis fan. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so now we get to Jody in, like, full-blown wifey mode, like, hosting a party at Travis's house. Oh, are they amazing? I got them at a Macy's Grammy. Wow, the place looks beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I had so much fun decorating this awesome pad. So, like, Jody is not following Grandma's advice. She has zero chill. She is fully decorating his house at a swap meet. Um, and Travis is outside flirting with this red-headed girl. And um, Jody pulls a, a classic line from The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, where she walks up to Travis um, at the party and says to the girl, do you mind if I borrow him for a moment? Yes. <laughs> I hate when they let them do that. They should say, no, we're, we're talking right now. <laughs> we're talking, you fucking psycho. Let us finish the conversation. <laughs> and she does it in that way where she walks in between them and she does this with, okay, I hope you can hear this because I know it's only audio, but she's like walking over here and she's like, la, 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 vroom. Like her, <laughs> right? Like she moves right in their faces. It was psychotic. So... Then Travis is like, they go inside together, and Travis is like, hey, what was that? And she's like, I was rescuing you from Angela. I could tell you, like, she was boring you. And Travis is like, no, I actually really, really like Angela. Cut to Jody. She was telling me about her Pilates instructor. Okay, Travis. Jody drops on her knees and blows Travis while all of his Mormon friends are outside at the party. In front of vertical blinds. <laughs> I mean, get some, get some self-respect, Jody. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, one of those Mormons gets stuck in to refill their sun-kissed cup and like be, yes. yeah so anyway she's and like, like pulling down his old navy short his cargo shorts i mean come on every mormon in this movie had so many pockets in their shorts so many <laughs> there's like excess of pockets like there were so many so many tools could be held cell phones extra cell phones granola bars for like uh, low blood sugar moments during church um yes. but i mean i don't know so anyway so Jody is like Jody has this moment where Travis is escorting against the guests out of the house. They're like, "Bye, bye," and there's really no like follow up. <laughs> it's on like, what thanks for wearing a sweater to this hundred degree barbecue. Okay, Mormons. Like the only fat person is a Mormon. Thanks, Lifetime. So Jody's like, "Hey, Travis, why didn't you let me say goodbye to your friends?" And he's like, "Well, it would imply that you're spending the night. Like, if you say goodbye to them, and also you, know, you talk to them too close to their faces, and it makes me fucking nervous. Okay, it's a barbecue, weirdo. <laughs> you're getting your possum face face <laughs> too close to my Mormon friends." <laughs> So Jody says, so what? Am I just your dirty little secret? Hence the title. Um, and she takes this as a chance. Like, she decides this moment right now is the time to have the define the relationship talk, which is very odd. No kidding. You just swallowed a load behind vertical blinds. Like, really? Now is the time? <laughs> 
He's like, he's fully making eye contact with his pastor, like through the vertical blinds while Jody's blowing him. And his his Mormon planet is like burning to the ground right now in space. Waving to his neighbor as she helps herself to a handful of goldfish. You know, Mormons love goldfish crackers, right? Is that true? I mean, well, my Mormon friend told me that. She's like, Mormons love them because they come in those big cartons and they can just like pass them around to all their kids after church. Anyway, so Jody's like big point is like, you don't even know my middle name. And he's like, I don't know, like maybe it's Philip. And she's like, it's Anne, actually. So like Jody's taking this all very seriously. Travis is like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like we just like we've just hooked up. You're in my house like putting fucking native american bowls on the walls from the <laughs> and you're blowing me in front of my pastor um and she, she's like do you even know my middle name it's Anne. you never even asked me about my parents or what school i went to it's like you probably killed your mother and we find out later she didn't even finish high school what the fuck you want him to ask you what kindergarten did you go to jody <laughs> so travis decides that the best way to remedy this absolutely insane situation is to take her on a ski trip um, and they're in bed looking at pictures, and Jody decides to ask him about his Mormonism. So explain this whole coffee thing to me. I mean, what's that about? Like, I, I understand you're not supposed to drink alcohol. I think too much alcohol is bad. It makes you an alcoholic. I get that. But coffee? Coffee's addicting, too. Well, so are nutter butters for some people. Yeah, but that's the thing. I can have nutter butters, but if I find that I'm becoming addicted to them, I gotta give them up. You're kidding well, then anything can be off limits. Knitting can be off limits. Yep. Well, what about me? Can you my addicting to you? No, I can quit you anytime I want. I just choose not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not an alcoholic when it comes to me. No, just a very heavy drinker. <laughs> doesn't for some reason doesn't register in his her psychotic brain as weird <laughs> and so she just says you're not an alcoholic when he comes to me and he says no just a very heavy drinker and then they start fucking again so yeah i didn't really understand that either it was poor jody weird. jody's like romance moments are so weird because she went home like yeah okay so oh, like she felt good about that she felt an so odd good. conversation she felt so validated by it she did and like so the next day like our i guess they're back in california or whatever or arizona or whatever and travis's best friend nick comes over for a game of pickup basketball and he starts to walk up to the house and jody is like no nick no why don't you let travis sleep and nick's like um i can go in my own best friend's house jody and he like brushes past her <laughs> And, um, you think you're the first person to blow him in front of those vertical blinds? So we go into Travis's room for the first time in a while, and it looks like he's sleeping in the camp at Bonnaroo. There's like a fucking weird tapestry. You called it like a Meemaw quilt. That is like, a Meemaw quilt. You can buy them at Cracker Barrel in was... many different colors. There's like a Meemaw quilt over his thing. And I was like, I know that she didn't get that from her own grandma because her own grandma's like some partying slut. She's not going to have some Meemaw quilt to give her. She's Where not does she quilting. even get this? No, and then she has probably the Mesa Flea Market or whatever. And then she has all this mismatched floral like bedding. It's not even like chic or cool and nick is like what the fuck is going on in your house travis and travis is like she put a woman's touch on it and it's like this is not a woman's touch this is like a messy 
hippie. It literally that looks like. That is a drunk meme. It looks like it reeks like across between like, I don't know, Jody's grandma's <laughs> vagina and patchouli. Like it looks fucking disgusting in that room. And tra- it's just like Travis's weird villainous Mormon sex den. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> so his friend, by the way. You wanted him. I thought he was, he looked just like, I think all the men on Lifetime kind of look the same. They just have different hair colors. They're like those people on the Wii. You know how you have to pick a different character to play the Wii, but one has long hair. Like that one's brunette and this (laughs) one's blonde, but they're kind of the same. Yeah. All I could think about is these guys in matching old Navy cargo shorts totally have made out because this friend is too upset over everything happening in this show. Completely. Well, I'm also wondering if that's just like the undertone of Mormonism. Like they all need to hold the, it's so impossible to live under these requirements that they all just have to use them against each other as a weapon yeah. like they need to stifle each other they all need to hold that pillow over each other's face yes uh, but anyway so hold jody, each other down jody is uh driving back and to palm desert uh which is just a dark Meth ride town. i'm gonna say i i've done the drive jody <laughs> decides to call travis to keep her company on her little road trip He's having he's hosting a Bible study group at his house. And like, I don't know if you uh, in my mind, like people who go to Bible study groups are just always laughing way too hard about things that aren't funny. And like, (laughs) sure enough, they're all laughing way too hard about things that aren't funny. And like, just like girls cackling in the background. But I don't know. like Only girls. Yeah, yeah, it was only they're like, (laughs) but you know, when they laugh the hardest, they also cry the hardest. Bible study can be both. I went to Bible study all through childhood. It's both things, okay? So, um, this, uh, basically, like, this brings some levity to the situation because you realize, like, how fucking lame his reality must have been, like, in real life, that she's calling him and what's upsetting her is a Bible study. And, like, for her to snap over a Bible study group really illuminates, like, how crazy Jody is. When you well, really she's picturing all those that. women on her knees or on their knees. Yeah, it's like Jody competition. doesn't realize, like, not everyone's going to squat down next to the vertical blinds and, like, please their man. <laughs> yeah, like, they're really just praying. <laughs> Was that joke funny? Was it funny, Travis? I love when she started going off on him. <laughs> What are um, they doing at Bible study? What are you studying? Boobs? It's like stupid, Jody. Be quiet. Just Jody, be quiet. So she freaks the fuck out and turns the car around and drives back to Arizona. Really fast. A lot of drivers almost died because Jody got mad about Bible study. You know, what is usually it's the man. Because I'm friends with mostly women. Usually it's the man who's like, bitch, you crazy. But this one, you have to tell the man, no, you got to leave. Yeah. You've got. It's usually the women that you're like, no, he's bad and for he's you. Crazy. You have to leave. Yeah. Cut the cord. And he was like, boobs. Well, I think boobs. that's why this is so enticing is because it's very like, that's why these stories always make the news when it's like a pretty young girl that goes nuts over a guy because it's just more random. It's like a female pedophile. Like there's a novelty to it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's disgusting, but there's a novelty to it. <laughs> um, so Jody comes back and like a true psycho, like true psycho is like the key words throughout the this whole thing she enters his house without telling him starts searching his house like 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 running around the whole house and he's like jody jody what's going on she's not saying a word she's searching everywhere looking turning up like she's looking for a hoe in the house basically yeah it's, it's like i would have taken down the meemaw quilt if i was gonna bring over some hoe what exactly. you think i'm gonna leave that over my headboard if i'm cheating and then she grabs a scrunchie and she's like whose red scrunchie is this and he's like it's yours he's like it's Stupid. yours silly and like by the way like travis doesn't get it until it's way too late like travis what travis needed more than anything, was a goddamn clue. What Travis needed was to watch the Heathers because anybody who wears a red scrunchie is evil. And any any 
self-respecting gay person knows that travis get out your old navy get your gay friend over and watch you some heathers and so this is where i come in trying to defend jody in my own document because i write here (laughs) she must have had a real number done on her to be this distrustful like that's crazy like why am i trying to justify any of this this is not who i am in relationships i have never been i'm not i'm not afraid of being cheated on i'm not this person the fact that i am sympathizing this much with her is truly concerning or honestly a testament to the filmmaking but it is kind of because the it is kind of a testament to the filmmaking because they really do little things that make him into a bad guy like when his friend comes over and he doesn't ask about the meemaw quilt but he's like what about those condoms you're gonna bring those to temple and what about you calling that girl a three-hole wonder you're like whoa travis really that's That's what you said no that's right where did you even say that what kind of lunch did you have that you called this girl a three-hole wonder (laughs) you don't even drink coffee they're doing a half and half special at panera he has like half a sierra turkey and he's just like yeah that fucking Three hole wonder takes a sip of his broccoli cheddar soup. Um, no, that is exactly right. They're only wearing special at the Lubies. (laughs) There's mayonnaise on this fish, I know, and that slut's a three hole wonder. The next morning after this insane fuck fest, because after the scrunchy thing, Travis decides what better way to seal this deal than to fuck her. Um, she's like, hey, Travis, where you take me to breakfast today? And he's like, there's some cereal down on the cabinet because Travis is an asshole who deserved to die. Uh, and he's like, I can't. I, d- I need to go to church. And Jody's like, just blow it off. Why do you need to go to that? It's not a big deal. Um, uh, I thought we could go, I don't know, like horseback ride. I was like, at least come up with an alternate plan. Don't just be mad that he's not going to skip church. At least have something better to do. A movie time. Anything. Just like maybe we could go horseback riding. You're in Mesa, Arizona in the summer. I don't care if Kate is wearing sweaters in every scene. It's hot, bitch. It's too hot. It's too hot. So she says, how am I supposed to know when you're being pious Travis or horny Travis? Which is a really good question. Like, how is she supposed to know? He's like the same bland Travis. Like, you can't, you just get like some bland man and then project all these emotions onto him. He's like a bland rich person with a 10-step program that's like boning you but won't drink coffee. What is hard to understand, Jody? You're right. I've been a big, dumb jerk a lot of the time. But we've talked about this. My religion is very important to me. Look at my life. All of my friends are Mormons. Someday I'll marry a Mormon. It's not nothing to me. So obviously, yeah, I was like, bye, you're dead. Yeah, no, you're lucky you like, made it another year or whatever it lasted. So then, homegirl Katie texts him and is like, "Hey, what are you up to?" And she texts him back, low key on the phone. She just wrote, "Can't talk right now, cuddling with Jody," which, by the way, is an insane text to send. Like, Katie should have known at that point this is not Travis because no one writes like. I can't talk. I'm cuddling. They just don't respond. And also, guys don't really, like, brag about cuddling. Like, it's just very Especially weird. Mormon guys. To Katie? No, I mean, no, who's going to write Katie. that to Katie? It's like, I'm in a bordello right now, getting it in all my three holes. Like, that's what cuddling means. Don't say it. So then we cut to Jody uh, having a conversation with her black friend at yoga class. Um, oh, Lord. And I said to you at this point, literally none of this would have happened if Jody had an actual black friend. <laughs> like, I'm angry that they bought. Like, first of all, <sighs> I don't know how many black people live in Palm Desert. I don't believe that Jody did yoga. I just, I don't think that she seems like. I'm sorry, I respect yoga too much. To like, Crazy I don't think people Jody love did it. yoga. They love it. So uh, Jody basically is like, 
you know, I'm like, I'm like sprung on this guy. Like, it's not a big deal. And the friend's like, I think you need to chill out, Jody. It sounds like you're in over your head. It sounds like he's done a lot of really jerky things to you. And she goes, Jody, let him chase you. This is a Lifetime movie. <laughs> it's supposed to literally let him chase you. Like, you're going to ruin the whole thing. <laughs> so... Jody um, decides to show up and surprise Travis at a conference in L.A. And he's really happy to see her. Map your destiny, guys, okay? Map it, girl. So mm. she tells him she's going to convert to Mormonism and then promptly gives him a blowjob. So she's followed up like she's going to be the Mormon wife, but then also blow him. And then she comes up from the water, almost suffocating and covered in white. Yeah, so, love you, Lifetime. Love you. Love your sly moves, so she's, uh, yeah, she's baptized as a Mormon, and they decide to celebrate her entrance into the Mormon church with, like, a fuck fest. She's wearing full-blown garter and stockings, which, by the way, I don't know if you've ever tried to put those on. That is a fucking, like, hour-and-a-half-long task. Like, did she come home from being baptized as a Mormon, shower, blow-dry her hair, and then do the 20-minute process of trying to make sure that your socking seams, like, don't go up the wrong way on your leg? Because there's nothing sexy about coming out of the bathroom and the seams of your stockings are all, like, wonky and lopsided. Jody's were, like, straight and on point. Well, when like, your competition is Sweater Katie... <laughs> And a guy who wears long johns, I think you're all right. They were probably really granny panties, and he still was bonering out. So Travis's fat friend, who you love, and his wife decide to, like, have a one-on-one -on -one with Travis. And they're like, hey, so... Uh, I totally did write that. I was like, lunch with the fat Mormon friend. <laughs> Yay. And his, his fat friend says, is this really the kind of girl you're looking for? I'm not wearing a sweater today, and that's how you know I'm serious, Travis. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm wearing a regular polo shirt. And this, this scene is a real was like talk. real. This scene was very real because it's like this scene that you hope your friends would have with you if you were dating a psycho. Yeah. You're like, hey, we really, really care about you. Like in reality, these conversations don't happen. Your friend just let you your friends just let you date psychos and then tell you once you guys are broken up. Like but this oh, that is like a crazy. hot, worked out, completely waxed cute guy with like a self-help career yeah why is he so desperate i don't get that why is he accepting the crazy he's just never had the poon that's what it is it's like most oh. of his average chick is not dishing out you know like yeah. and and i'm sure like the average chick that knows that that he's a mormon and is still coming on to him is not jody arias hot yeah jody arias is like shockingly hot in this movie because anybody else who's seen her homely courtroom pictures would never guess like she's hot she's a little bombshell we did a we did like a google image and i just googled like jody arias hot because when you google <laughs> her like regular pictures the courtroom pictures show up and like she is like a mousy mouse and yeah, all of those she pictures is. but if yeah. you google jody arias hot and you like see that was so funny how you were googling like Jodi Arias sociopath, and then all these new pictures would come up. <laughs> Jodi Arias hot. New pictures would come up. So Jodi overhears this conversation, and she decides to come out to the porch without pants on. She's just wearing a t-shirt that says Travis Alexander and no pants. That's how she gets them back. Show those. Show the fat Mormon in the sleeve wear some butt. She's Watch like, them this implode. is it. She's like, this is why. So... Um, you know, basically, Travis comes inside and says the dirtiest thing ever to her. And he's like, Jody, I care about you a lot. We have an amazing friendship. Oh, Snapple. Dead person flavor. <laughs> you are so dead. Like, everything this guy said, I was like, well, there's another stab in your throat. 
And then Jody says, yeah, well, Nick, <laughs> Nick's your friend, too. When was the last time you bent him over the bed? <laughs> Can't wait to know that one. Hey, where was the hidden camera in that room? You were like, I want to know, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those guys have, like, dockers in common. That's that a lot. said, Jody is witty. Like, this movie kind of portrays, I mean, in terms of who gets the jokes in this movie, Jody gets some jokes. And the other person who gets the jokes, Katie. Katie had a lot Katie of jokes. Katie got some good jokes. So Travis's phone rings. It's a girl named Marie. Jody snaps and questions him about it. He's like, you're acting crazy. This is like insane jealousy, which is the understatement of the century. <laughs> um, I feel like a prostitute. Okay, Travis, a Mormon prostitute. How dare you? So uh, Travis is like moved on. Like he decides like, you know, Jody needs to go. And, um, and he's like, um, I can't date a Mormon who still drinks coffee. How could you, Jody? How could you? Like that should have been the one thing that just broke them up completely. Um, hot beverages. Um, but so Travis comes home from a trip <laughs> in the next scene, and he's returning to his house to a big surprise party, being hosted by Nick. Nick gives him adult diapers. LOL, fun Mormon humor. <gasps> Notice how Nick gives him something butt oriented. God bless him. <laughs> um, and then. Oh, also, we just got to see Jody cry one more single tear. I'm counting them. That's all. Oh, I just had did? to bring it up. Yeah. That's smart. Count we should I should have been doing that too. <laughs> I think this so, is number three. Guess who's at the house? Katie. Katie's at the birthday party and she brings him outside and they do this like cute little bit where she's like, close your eyes. Come on, really? Just hear me out. I want you to close your eyes and picture something that you want. I heard this from some motivational speaker once. Complete hack, but he had some good points. Just close them. Come on. Okay, now. I want you to picture the perfect woman for Travis Alexander. See her. Now open your eyes. And while she's saying this, she slowly is holding up a picture, uh, a calendar of adorable kitten photos. So when Travis opens his eyes, uh -huh. he's looking at a picture of an adorable kitten. Because yes, that's hilarious. Well, at first I thought that's so hilarious. But then I thought that Katie's tricky because she's basically just holding up pussy to his face. I was know. That, the that point? Was like, I didn't I get was it like, at I first. Mean, is that the subtext? I and guess, because Katie's like secretly dirty, but also very prudish. Yeah, Katie has like a, but also Katie's more than that because from inside we hear someone scream, Katie, come over here. We need your nacho expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Which killed us. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've had that genuine of a laugh. Like, literally. Mormon Katie from Mesa, Arizona's nacho expertise. Like, I'm dying to know what that is. Oh, roll I'm... up your sweater sleeves, Katie. <laughs> Put some cheese whiz on the ruffles. She's like a warm of three quarters today. I can, I can totally get that microwave warmed up. I'm going to get that Velveeta a-flowing, y'all. But I officially know more about Katie as a person than I do Jody Arias now. Honestly, the Lifetime character painting with Katie, was, I think, was very much... It was very clear. So Jody and her black friend are now at a cafe in Palm Desert, and she's telling her, like, she's done with uh, Travis forever. And at this point, I realized that her, her friend is either named Jerry or Cherry. Like Cherry Johnson? I think it's Cherry. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Cherry. It's like always some wacky name. How They're like, it's a black person. Oh, it's got to be something crazy. You're very Apple? True. No. Cherry? No. So Jody's so over Travis that she decides to go through the park that does not exist in Palm Springs. No parks like that exist in Palm Springs. And she's listening to Travis's book on tape. And uh, she hears Travis say, 
There's no such thing as no, unless you're in the backseat of the car, gentlemen. And then you need to take that seriously. What the hell? Nice rape podcast you're listening to, Jody. She's <laughs> all into this it. Travis's podcast about the differences between rape and business success. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was so awkward. And I thought at first, like, she was, because she changes direction. She's like, I will not run on this path. Now I'll run through the through the desert to my car. I was like, where are you parked? Like, why would you leave the path and run through the desert? And first I thought she was mad because it was like a rapey thing, but she was like, no, now I'm turned on. She's like, like, what the hell? She's like, I'm not supposed to take no for an answer. Again, implying that Travis deserved all of this because he put the ideas in her head. Um, And this is really amazing because, you know, once in a while in a Lifetime movie, they'll play like a real legitimate song, like not a sound alike song. They they're gonna go they're gonna drop the forty thousand dollars to get rights to a song and it's that one Evanescence jam that wake me up that one it's like <laughs> fucking Jody is it's a full blue montage of Jody moving to Arizona completely abandoning her life in Palm Desert uh, stalking Travis everywhere he goes rolling up to Katie's house she's taking photos of him in her car she's all of a sudden wearing a black baseball cap she's dressed like un- like no other way we've seen her before and I have to say her camera was so nice like did this girl work did she have a job what was her deal that was the thousand dollar camera well she says in the opening that she, like she's good at sales and she likes it but photography is her passion so i think that jody was in sales okay. and then like kind of like that was her passion project i mean she did take a picture of a tree so like i think that this was a real thing for her and then travis and katie on one of their dates is doing something that's only in tv have you ever been in like have you ever been to an ice cream man that actually has ice cream that like scoops like out of soft a, serve yeah, were they like, eating why, soft serve no they were eating like they i mean they were just eating ice cream on cones and like i've never seen an ice cream man with ice cream on cones it's oh, always no. just like popsicles yeah ice cream men are usually like those rocket pops that have been melted and then refrozen yes. so they're like weirdly flattened parts <laughs> like the retarded ninja turtle faces or whatever with like the weird wonky gumball eyes like there has never been an ice cream man that actually serves ice cream on a cone that is only in tv and that movies is a lot it's of work. so weird yeah um, like especially in Arizona, like there's an Arizona park where like there's just a guy scooping ice cream. Like that mm-hmm. is just not a feasible business model. Mesa. Yeah. So it's like uh, I need a job. So like if you know anybody, because like I could waitress or I could blah blah blah. Cut to her in a French maid outfit from Spencer Gifts. Like so Jody and Travis run into each other at the grocery store. Jody's like, oh, I can do anything. Run into each other. I know. She stands in the soda aisle, <laughs> bent, completely bent in those mom jean shorts things that are so weird. And she's like bent over, staring at like a bottle of water on the bottom shelf until he happens to come down it that aisle. It was pineapple juice. I mean, what the That's hell? That's like low because she loves blowjobs. Like she's fully oh, ass like out. Like she's like help bent your throat the after. Like, it doesn't know pineapple's supposed to make like guys' cum taste better. Did you not oh, know that? Oh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, well, Jody knows that. Um, <laughs> so she's like fully bent over <laughs> at the waist, lessons. looking at pineapple juice. Uh, Just waiting for him to come down the aisle. Like who knows what aisle he's on? He's like, well, here I am. 
And because Travis is a completely appropriate person, when his ex-girlfriend who's been stalking him, despite the fact he has a new girlfriend, um, he agrees to hire her to clean his house, which is a complete boundary issue. Like, that is out of control. I just want to tell you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I realize this isn't my advice podcast, but I'm going to give you a piece of free advice. (laughs) If your ex-girlfriend comes to you and says, hey, I really need work, under no circumstances are you to hire her to clean your house. That is completely an appropriate if you're already feeling resentment from your girlfriend don't put a broom in her hand sure it's never gonna end well i can't believe honestly i can't believe he didn't die way sooner in this movie at this part i was like he's gonna die she's gonna hit him on the head with a bottle of water something something gross is gonna happen so as you said she comes over in this like fucking spencer's gifts like uh Mm -hmm. french made outfit holding like one of those little pink feather dusters and um you know immediately they just like you know, fuck. Uh, and when they're done having sex, Jody's like playing. She's doing like, she's trying to play it cool. She's trying to put the shoe on the other foot. And she's like, hey, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just having fun. Like, this is not a big deal. Yeah, we're just me. friends. So I'm not going to stay over. I was like, wow, way to stand up for yourself, girl. You just came over and boned him. And now you're going to leave. I don't think you learned this right. I know. And Travis is like, good. That arrangement also works for me. I would also just like to be friends. If we're both cool, let's just be cool. So like cut to Jody for some reason. She decides to go get a drink alone. Not in a bar, not in a lounge, like a fucking raging nightclub full of Mesa businessmen. And oh, yes. this And the guy from Friday Night Lights was there. That who? coach, Coach What's-His-Face. Didn't the guy look like him? Kyle a young, Chandler. He did look like Kyle Chandler. Kyle oh, Chandler. Yeah, honey. He was totally a Coach Taylor. So yes. um, Jody's alone at the nightclub, slamming white wine. This like Mesa businessman, it looks vaguely like Kyle Chandler, comes up to her and he's like, let's do it. So they go back to her house. Meanwhile, Travis writes his blog, <laughs> his Mormon blog. <laughs> Mormon business blog. So Travis is alone in his kitchen typing up his Mormon business. Press publish. As soon as he presses publish, a little email comes up from Jody and it's like, hey, I just want to, like, we're so cool. We're this cool. And it's like photos of Jody in various stages of undress. And then finally, like a full blown series of her fucking this other dude in the Yes. Bar. I didn't know those camera, those Canon Rebels could do like video like that you can just set it down like what did she set a timer how did she do that i mean but it was crazy because it it was like it must have been one of those timers where like every 10 seconds it takes a photo yes because like there'd be a photo of them like laying down on the bed and then there'd be a photo of her like you know him like fucking sucking on her tit and her like fucking looking straight into the lens like it was insane (laughs) she got every (laughs) angle of that farmer's hand it was like the darkest i was like wow uh, this poor guy is probably like hide my farmer's tan should i wear some makeup in this scene she's like no that is my acting fama tan acting also what kind of waxing industry is there in mesa because this is another man with zero body hair zero like it's another full-on hair. waxer where are these men can, uh, but i don't think you can afford to have body hair when you live in arizona like i just feel like it doesn't help it just the falls off it's so hot it just yeah. burns off it's like bye um, so Travis decides to write her an email and like this reminded me of like vicious fights with like my high school boyfriend where like we were just saying like unforgivable things to each other mm. that as adults I feel like he and I have a low-key deep reverence for one another because we lived through talking to each other like that. Uh, yeah, you've seen each other's worst satanic side. And he says, he says, thanks for sending me your photo shoot. Why don't you have that guy take you out into the woods and screw you like the animal you are? 
Yikes, you sound pretty jealous for a guy who just wants to be friends. What happened to nothing has to mean anything more than it does? Simply stating that you're a slut and a whore doesn't mean I'm jealous. It's just a fact. So you can stop pretending you give a crap about me. This just proves I was never anything to you but a dildo with a heartbeat. Oh my god, no kidding. Where did all this... Where did you even learn those words? You sound the same dockers you were in in the first scene. And then she's like, she's like, well, you know, I, she writes back something like kind of lame but vicious. And then he says... This just proves to me that I was nothing more to you than a dildo with a heartbeat. Sounds good to me. Hey, if you put that on your Tinder, you'll actually get some. Dildo you won't be with desperate. A yes, dildo with a heartbeat. It's Who like wouldn't your go Myers Briggs and then dildo with a heartbeat. Just add with a job at the end, and I'm in. I'll give you whatever you need. And Check he called her an animal slut. and a slut and a whore. Who does that? You're dead. You're going to be dead soon, Travis. But none of that upset her. What upset her was the final email, and when she says we're not friends anymore and then like she you can like see the synapses in her brain changing like you can see the psychotic break this is like truly like oscar winning shit because like you saw the break in the actress's eyes like yes. you were like i don't know where she went the actress i'm not sure where she went in her mind to like mine this moment but it was truly crazy well, i think they just i think the director was like just stand here with your 50 pounds of hair until your neck starts to hurt and then they they really got that pain on film so now we're going to see Katie in the uh, park. She's running by herself. Oh, no, she... we didn't get to the park. Um, this is just one oh. addition before we get there. But he, she hacked his email and then sent his boss all these like sexy pics mm -hmm. of his hairlessness. Okay, first of all, where was he working? I thought he was a self-help guru. Why is he in some office with a boss? I'm so confused about that, too. What are you, a part-time self-help guru, you loser? Who does that? I mean, like, no, seriously. Like, like, I'm an accountant in the day, but at night I'm a self-help guru. Get out of here. It doesn't work. You're an accountant. It doesn't make any sense. And additionally, like, I had this moment where I was like, well, maybe he's just, like, selling this 10, ten steps thing. Maybe he's just one of these people. But then why did Jody come out in a T-shirt that fully said Travis Alexander on it? It implies uh, that he is, like, a Tony Robbins-type person. Yeah. That he's known just for the so name. So why does he have a boss in a cubicle? It's that was weird. I didn't get that. Weird. It's very weird. It doesn't line up. Um, but... But I want to say that Katie, uh, the actress who played Katie, was also in The Vampire Diaries. She um, it was in uh, Law and Order, L.A. Does she have a lot of pictures with sweaters on? Um, no, actually. I'm wondering if that's a Katie thing or a character thing. Oh, my God. She's really way hot, hotter. right? Her name is Leah Pipes. That's so close to lead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is so funny i love you i can't believe her brain just went there so she was born august 12th 1988 okay she's younger than me that's a fucking deep cut that really hurt my feelings really she's she doesn't four look years it. younger than me i know especially in this movie oh my goodness dumpy katie <laughs> um she's been in a movie called musical chairs it looks like a bunch of really bad horror films something called the devil's hand um the thing she did right before jody arias was the vampire's diary and the thing she did right after was the devil's hand oh and glee she was in glee god yep. she's been in a lot of bad shit yeah uh but yeah to odd girl out i don't know Man, what that that's is. like a list of long um terrible shows her first role was uh on angel playing a character simply called daughter daughter uh she's in some she died drake and josh uh yeah so she's had a nice little career for herself katie well katie i thought it was your sweaters acting but i'm gonna give you credit good acting katie so katie's uh, i mean uh, I, I mean really a phenomenal actor and we saw this in this next scene where travis and katie are at a diner and travis is really coming clean to katie and just basically saying like jody's psycho i made a mistake katie dressed like a total whore in a jean jacket i, I was know. like whoa katie <laughs> 
opening up for date night, honey. <laughs> Little denim slut. So I'll bet she... Katie's going to offer you some gum. What? <laughs> so, Travis, this is a super dark moment because Travis is basically like, I've been cheating on you. I made a huge mistake. And Katie goes, You're not the only one who's done stuff, Travis. One night, this was about a year ago, I was on a date with this guy, Steve, and he was driving me home, and he parked in front of my house, and he gave me that look. So, I undid my seatbelt. He never bothered to undo his. He just sat there. His eyes were saying, like, if we're going to do this, it's because he wanted just as much as I do. And I leaned over to him. And he turns in his chair just to give me a better angle. I don't know. And I just close my eyes. And I give a full on kiss goodbye. <laughs> like on his lips and everything. <laughs> Purcell laughing. Like as if she wasn't just almost about to describe like a date rape to him. Like, LOL, you thought I was going to say I was date raped, but I just kissed this guy. Like, isn't it funny? I kissed a guy and you dated a murderous psycho. So while Katie is 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 like having this completely inappropriate processing moment, Jody is seen in a car holding a fucking knife. Uh, Katie and Travis are like lolling on their way outside of the diner and Travis notices that his tires are completely slashed. So Jody's still full-blown stalking. I just put, poor high-waisted Katie. I don't know. That's like another costume thing they did with Katie. They're like, sleeves and really high waists. Let's screw this girl over. She's like, wait, I was on the Vampire Diary. It's like, shut up, Katie. So uh, the guys are playing basketball, more Old Navy. I'm sorry I'm obsessing over these things. But no, the you're right. wardrobe, no. I mean, my God, it was like so many pockets. Because it really is true. Like, it was very true to what you would imagine these people's financial ability to be. Like, what their wardrobe would be. It was yeah. very truly reflected in that. It wasn't that, you know, definitely repeat clothing items, which is a move I always love in television. I just like film. actors when they think about things like, my character would wear T-shirts with T-shirts under them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I'm like, that's some deep thinking there. I feel like guys I know who layer T-shirts, they're doing it because they feel like it's like manspanks. Like it's like covering up their gut. Well, he did seem to have makeup around his muffin top area. He had a muffin? Well, he didn't, but, you know, in their mind they do. Oh, yeah. I love an insecure hot person. They're like, oh, my God, I'm fat. But you can see all his lines. But I think he had some, like, shading moments on his, you know, where his love handles would be. Well, he was a child actor as Bobby Brady in the Brady Bunch movies, so we know that he's probably truly fucked in his mind. Oh, yeah, Bobby Brady. They're like, he needs to be hotter. (laughs) We need a hotter Bobby. Like, we found him. Just put some makeup on your muffin top. He's like, oh. So, um, I... Uh, sorry. Um, so Nick calls while they're doing this, Nick calls Jody a skank, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the most repeat word for her throughout this whole movie. Like, the f- she's not only called a skank <laughs> like once, she's called a skank probably three or four times by like three or four different people. Like, the redhead at Travis's birthday party was yes. like, I'm so glad you dumped that skank, Jody. Yes. Um, you don't see how she looks at us when you're not here. That's which skank? I think because skank. 
is like too new of a word to be in the Book of Mormon. It can't be banned yet. Right. You're right. It's like Mountain Dew. They can still drink that. <laughs> you're exactly right. Diet Coke wasn't in the Book of Mormon. They still drink that. The guy who invented Mormonism never quite got around to Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, but... So we go, we see that like Travis is fully moved on and he's like in this full relationship with Katie and they're making out on the couch and they're like, he's about to like reach under her first sweater and like <laughs> maybe feel her, her boob sweater. over her under her four <laughs> or four or five other sweaters. Like, like as like Princess in the Pea style. Like, I just want to work through your nip. layers, Katie. So, um, she's like, whoa, you're almost in my elbow. Better back off. Let's just be friends right now and watch some, watch Watch some Pixar. This is the callback. Ready? He says to her, right right when she says, like, she's like, I can't do this. She's like, I'm just not that kind of girl. This is what he repeats that Uh Jody said. That right there was the correct answer. That's what Jody said in the beginning. Stealing from Jody's playbook. Right? But only Jody can. He doesn't have boobs like Jody. So it didn't work the same. No. Like, he didn't get any. Didn't work. (laughs) So I decided to watch a G-rated movie. Um, and pass out on the couch. Um, we see Jody is standing there in the shadows of the dark home. We're not really sure what's going to happen. We go to commercial break and we come back. <laughs> it's morning time. Uh, Katie and Travis are just waking up. Katie wants orange juice, not coffee, because she's Mormon. Uh, she goes to the fridge <laughs> to help herself to some OJ. And, um, Kate, Travis- you know, I was disappointed in Jody. I mean, she was in the house watching them sleep on the couch together, being all creepy and holding a knife, okay? Right. So they woke up, and I was like, Katie still has her sleeves and all of her hair. What the <laughs> hell were you doing all night? Like, what were you doing? And then he wakes up, and he goes to the bathroom, and Jody's taped all these pictures of him and her on the couch, which they didn't move. It's like she fell asleep in his armpit, and Jody was like, yeah, you want some armpit pictures? Here you go. You're both in sweaters. And then she has them all over his mirrors. A, how is that scary? And B... What kind of Walgreens develops the, that many pictures <laughs> in that amount of time? She, she sneak out, went to a one-hour photo, came back, and like, you know, and like getting in the house one time when they were sleeping wasn't enough for Jody. I mean, there was, to be fair, it was also a lot of pictures from the prior weeks. It was them at the diner. It was them getting ice cream in the park. It was them sleeping on the couch. But I mean, this was truly some sort of like weird, sinister arts and crafts moment, which again, like. <laughs> Travis is dancing on thin ice this from the moment he meets Jody and like is none the wiser. Like he is classic oblivious white man 101. Like I know. he keeps like thinking that none of this could possibly happen to him. I know. And his friend keeps telling everybody's like, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's obsessive, she's nuts. And he's like, but boobs. Like I, I mean, Katie didn't even let me touch the popcorn at the same time as her while we watch that movie about feelings. <laughs> You're like completely watching a Pixar Travis Pixar movie. Travis sitting there with a raging boner, (laughs) thinking about the fucking slut in Palm Desert that pleasured him whenever. Um, So he calls up Jody and he's like, Jody. He's like, he's fully freaked out now, and he's like, he basically is begging her to leave him alone. And Jody's doing that really like sinister calm thing where he's like super worked up, and she's like. I don't know why you're upset, Travis. <laughs> Everything is, is fine by me. <laughs> um, so oh. she starts saying shit like 
She's not going to challenge you. She's not going to improve you. And one day, you mark me. She's going to disappear on you. And all of this is said while she's, like, polishing a, a gun in her bedroom at her grandmother's house. Um, and I just want everyone to pay attention. Like, she's not going to challenge you. She's not going to improve you. Like, those are things that people say to psychologically manipulate you. And you need to just have those bookmarked in your head. So if you're in a relationship and someone tells you that you can't ever date anyone again, you're never going to meet anyone better – you gotta run. That's a cycle. Run, that yes. Is a psycho Especially move. when they show up dressed like the Mormon girl. Did you notice that this? She was dressed like Katie in this scene. She wore a long sleeve sweater, button down sweater thing. I didn't notice that. Let's look, she's trying to become Katie. Yeah. Okay. Well, this. Yeah. No, it's truly sick. So, um, basically, she, uh, Katie's coming out of a uh, off a run one day. She's in her workout gear. She's walking up to her car and she's on the phone with Travis and. And Travis is like, hey, I bought us tickets to Hawaii. And she's like, Hawaii? How amazing. I got to get a bikini. I got to get a sweater bikini. bikini. (laughs) I'm like, what? I don't think they make long sleeve knitted bikinis, honey. I can't Um, wait to sew some long john bottoms onto my bikini sleeves. So as Katie's walking up to her car, she notices there's a note on it. Instead of throwing it on the ground like you do whenever there's a note underneath your windshield, she just opens (laughs) it up and reads it. And it says, if you sleep under the same roof as him, you will be giving the appearance of evil. You are a daughter of God, and you have been a shameful example. Be thou clean, sin no more. Uh, so Katie hangs up the phone. Hawaii is obviously canceled. Like she's gotten. I mean, I don't know. Does she think this letter is coming from God? Does she? I know think it's coming so. From that's how to. That's how to scare somebody who's like religiously oppressed. Yeah. You know? just, just put a, a put car. a verse on their car. <laughs> My mima still does that shit to me. She'll be like, "Well, revelations, whatever." I'm like, "Please stop with that." <sighs> Are you really gonna talk in tongues? It's Christmas Eve. Calm down over there. That's what tongues sound like, by the way. <laughs> So um, Travis confronts Jody and is basically like, Go away, Jody. Get out of my life. You don't want that. I, I don't know how to make myself any more clear to you. I am done. Do you not understand me? Do you not hear me? No, I hear you, but neither one of us believes it. How dare you threaten Katie? If I have to call the cops, I'm prepared to. So call the cops. What's that going to do? Maybe it'll open your eyes to reality. I see what's going on here way more clearly than you. Jody! You're not pushing me away because I'm bad for you. You're doing it because you think you have to live your life based on these idiotic steps of yours. But you're the one who needs to open your eyes, Travis. Because every time you see me, you can't resist me. You can't. That's because I'm really what you want. Jody. You're missing something really big here. In all the time that we spent together... Did I ever once say that I love you? I didn't say it because it wasn't true. You were a girlfriend, Jody. I liked you. I enjoyed being with you, but I never loved you. Yes, this was definitely a moment where they're like, make him evil now. Like, he's the one. He deserves it. Like, come on, Lifetime. He says, you saw, you say, uh, you saw lust, you saw weakness, but you never saw love. It yeah. was never there. I'm with Katie now, and I need I need you to understand well, that. She's like, I saw in your eyes what you felt about me. It's like you saw the reflection of your own damn teeth. Your possible Your face. gigantic, fake-ass white teeth almost blinded you in the reflection of my eye. So she takes this as a cue that maybe it's time to change your hair I up. I bought a sweater for you! I am wearing a sweater! It's like, get out. I want Katie's three-quarter length sweaters. So the sweater's not enough. She decides to dye her hair. She goes dark at this point. She has, like, she actually, I thought this looked better on the actress than the blonde, although I was impressed at her ability to carry off both. 
Well, it remind if she looked just like she did in Lost, which made me really upset with her because that ending was so stupid. I was like, this ending better be better than Lost. Somebody better die. Also, she dyed her eyes black. Did you notice that? What? She suddenly had black eyes. Oh, she did? Yeah. I don't know if it's her black hair that was bringing out the black eyes, but she had some definite, like, non-Sunday cartoon eyes. That's crazy. I didn't notice that. Um, so now we're getting, uh, we get a little Chiron at the bottom of the screen. June 4th, 2008. Travis is in his living room use a, using a Book of Mormon as a coaster for a glass of water. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. Uh, it's Jody. She's brunette. He's like, hey, love the love the brunette. Like, this is a woman that just two weeks ago he was saying, like, you terrify me. You're ruining my personal relationships. Don't ever talk to me again. She shows up to his door and he's like, hey, I'm making that tea you like. Do you want a cup? Why is Travis allowed to drink tea? I thought that it was not just caffeine, but it was hot beverages. That's the Mormon thing, I mean, right? those rules are so crazy. I don't even know. I was thinking chamomile, but then you said the hot beverage thing. But then can they eat, like, hot food? Does that mess with their stomach? I think like, it's hot drinks. I don't know why. It's like, I'll look it up right now, but Mormons aren't supposed to But what to if it's like drinks. soup? Like, what does that count as? I don't think that's a drink. I think that because you sometimes choose soup. I need clearer lines <laughs> in a religion. Like, when do I get my own planet? When do I not? Like, I can do some skank, but I can't have coffee. Like, if that's a line, it's okay. I'm okay with that. I just need to know the lines. I mean, it's just so obvious. Like, in Catholicism, like, Travis, we would have seen, like, a confessional scene. Like, how do Mormons repent? Do they? They just get another wife. I mean, like, how do you do it? It's like a pack of, like, your sins. Like, you look at every one. You're like, I'm leaving that sin over there and going to Tuesday sin tonight, honey. To all Mormon Lifetime fans out there, I just want to let you know that we're not going to focus on Mormonism. Yeah, we really know nothing about it. Like, I can't even hate it because here's what I know about Mormonism. Hot people, sweaters, and they don't like hot drinks. I'm okay with all of those things. And I'm totally down with the own planet thing. Loved Book of Mormon. I don't know. I was 50-50 on Book of Mormon. I didn't like it that much. It was, I mean, it was just a letdown. I'm never going to like anything that much after everyone talks about it, except for this movie. Anyway, so Jody tells uh, Travis. Which nobody is talking about. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Hamilton or the Amanda Knox story on Lifetime. Like, basically, same thing. Like, I just don't buy into the hype. Um, <laughs> so Travis says to Jody, he's like, look, Jody, you've done some really messed up stuff, but I forgive you. So they wind up fucking. Um, and Katie dumped me because I'm not on the right path. Shut up. And also, God left a letter on her windshields. Stupid so Katie probably believes that still. Now we're back in the cold open uh, where we see Jody on the bed. She's uh, in various stages of undress, posing for him. She's saying, like, how do you want me or whatever? They're doing this whole new photo shoot. Travis suggests that they switch to the video function and make a porno. Um, after the porno, Travis is in the shower, I believe, singing some sort of, like, Mormon spiritual. Like, what is this song he's singing? Is that a thing? A <laughs> my knees are cold. My knees are cold. Give me something. Cover my knees under my tuckers. What if he was just singing about Katie's nacho expertise? Like... <laughs> Nachos ain't just a river in Egypt, okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
um, Jody uh, hears that Travis's phone gets a text and it's Katie and she's saying I'm ready to talk and Jody writes back as Travis what do we need to talk about and Katie says where we left things off and where we things stand with us and uh, Jody writes back as Travis Jody's here I have no use for you anymore we're cuddling <laughs> I have no use for you while we cuddle and Katie writes are you kidding and Jody writes, I'm absolutely serious. Deal with it. And Katie goes, perfect. Go back to the girl you told me was only good for one thing. You deserve each other. And which it's not nachos. <laughs> which only good for one thing, I'm sure, was at the same Panera lunch where he brought a three-hole wonder. Like, I'm so sure. Like, he's like, that three-hole wonder is only good for one thing. And Katie and Nick are just sitting there nodding, like, horrified um, as they dip into their fucking chicken Caesar. So... Jody goes into the bathroom and she's being all like, you know, the calm before the storm psycho moment. And she's like, so Travis, she's like, Travis, pose for me. I love the way you look in that shower. It looks so amazing. And Travis is like, hey, like from the waist, keep these from the waist up. I don't want to get in any trouble. I was like, Travis, you're in so much more trouble than a nude photo scandal. Like, No kidding. So She's just now noticing your mismatching tiles. You in danger, girl. <laughs> also, this this says something about Travis and his oddly gay relationship with his old Navy friend, Nick. <laughs> when she goes, yeah, that's really hot. Now turn and put your hands up against the wall and point your butt out. And he's like, okay. It's like, what the hell, dude? How many times have you been told to do this in the shower? It's like, totally normal. And you think in the Old Navy by uh, <laughs> <laughs> the village people? <laughs> Is Nick's favorite song. That's what he should have been singing is In the Old Navy. In the Old Navy. That's a sin. Uh, Katie's like, we need to take a break. You are sinning, singing sinning songs. I'm out of here. Am I feeling cold? Do you have a sweater? It's like another one. Jesus. I'm giving you all seven of them. Yeah, for some reason, Damn, Travis is showering with a sweater on. <laughs> Katie's cardigan. <laughs> so Jody proceeds to be the absolute worst killer ever. Like, this is the worst murder scene I've ever seen. Like, this was bad, yeah. Honey, have you ever seen a procedural show, like, ever? Like, wear a glove. Like, something. Like, <laughs> she's getting, like, fucking full-blown Put your hair back. <laughs> Even the lunch ladies put their hair in a net. I mean, what the hell? You're killing someone. There's like full-blown bloody hand and footprints, not even like partials, just like full-blown handprints everywhere all over this bathroom. I love his stupid face while he's getting stabbed. Okay, she stabs him 27 times, we find out, badly. Mm -hmm. uh, no wonder she hurt her finger. She was like not supporting her weight properly with that knife. No. Just watching her stab him. Then she slits his throat, and then she shoots him in the head. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's yeah. so much. And by the way, at no point during this scene does Travis fight back. Like, it's almost like he's just watching himself get stabbed in the mirror. Kind of. Like, I'm kind of like, Travis, honey, you're still in there. Like, turn around, throw a punch. He's like, like I was prepared for something to be in my butt. <laughs> but this? Oh, totally shocking me. I knew you were going to enter me from behind, honey, but with a knife. Um, so now we see it's July 15th, 2008. Six weeks later, Jody is being arrested outside of her grandma's house. Uh, By the terrible detective from Dexter and every other movie where they need terribly acting detectives. You knew this detective right away. He's terrible. Like, he's notoriously terrible. Everything he's on, it's like, ooh, this girl, she makes some clean... What are you... What is that accent? It's not even a real accent. Stop That's it. That's the thing. He has this, like, big arch, like, standard detective in a TV show or movie sort of yes. thing. But it's like, 
honey, you're from Mesa, Arizona. Like, you're not like a hardened <laughs> New York detective. Like, you literally were born in Tempe, like, went to Arizona State, and then just like, I don't know. What the a funny cops thing do. is, they've never put him in a proper place to where that accent, whatever it is, makes sense at all. Because I don't even think it's real. It's like a cartoon voice. He talks like that. Yeah. Takes to, takes to me. <laughs> This ghoul, we need to figure out this ghoul. And then all they do is like try and figure out pictures or trying to make it all CSI. They're like, look, it's an Asian person doing math type things. And she's like, brr, brr, like trying to make these pictures work. She's like, I'm concentrating on the pictures. Like, really, you guys? Like, so Jody's like, again, the worst killer of all time. And she decides that the best way to destroy all this evidence is just to throw the camera. Because by the way, for some reason, Jody decided to take photos the entire time she was murdering him. So not only is there like mm. 300 pictures of them having sex before, there's also like an additional 200 of her stabbing him 27 times and, and shooting him in the face. She was shooting <laughs> pictures in the tree. It's like the worst art show ever. No, like no. none of this ties together. The Asian woman who like fucking got all the pictures back bought the tree as a print. Like she... <laughs> She's like super disturbed by this. But by the way, this is a is this a tree in Vegas? I'm sorry, this is a really nice tree in Vegas. Uh, I would have taken a picture of the sunset, but this woman, she took a picture of the tree. <sighs> so Jody is being loaded into the cop car and she, at her grandmother's house. And she says to the detective, a very famous line, which anyone who followed this case knows. She said to the detective, do you think someone could grab my makeup before we leave? <laughs> crazy <laughs> well not if you've seen orange is the new black season two of that i was like why are they all in makeup and i guess they they explain it later but i they was like no i will not skittles together and yes. they make makeup out of it but yeah so um jody like takes her psychotic now famous smiling mug shot where she's like i just want to like just tell me uh -huh. when, okay? And, like, she's acting like... She's, like, angling herself down so she can get, like, a space selfie. She's yes. like, angle higher, higher, higher. <laughs> I have had, like, less high-maintenance <laughs> actors and actresses come on my podcast who need to look good for a living take a photo. Like, mm -hmm. it was, like, the most high-maintenance photo shoot I've ever seen. <laughs> so this is the part where, like... Basically, I, I wrote, like, this is the part where America got involved, like, in the case is because this video of her, which they tried to recreate, and there's nothing that really beats the real, true Jodi Arias um, interview footage, but she acts basically completely inappropriate, though, the, the entire, like, interrogation uh -huh, process. She's, she's like doing dancing around. She's, like, checking her stomach to make sure it looks flat. Yes. <laughs> She curled her hair. That was like, the most crazy part was when she was checking to see if her stomach was fat in the mirror. Yeah, like, she was looking to see if she was fat. And then I love the little clips. They're like, America was obsessed. And then you hear clips from people like Anderson Cooper, like with the straight guy voice. And then you hear Nancy Grace going, well, thank God that Jody's sexual mojo didn't work on everybody. I was like, oh, Nancy Grace, I love you. Um, I know. I'm always surprised when they can get clips like that for movies. I'm like, does Nancy, is Nancy Grace co-signing on this? Um, but Jody <laughs> says uh, she witnessed, so Jody starts to like, another thing that this case is really famous for, and Jody in particular, is that she had an insane series of stories throughout her testimony. And one was where she said, um, Travis was being attacked by two white Americans, um, which was a very weird mm -hmm. detail. Um, they were wearing beanies that cover your whole face. Um, she then says that um, Travis had been like basically threatening her for a really long time. We find out from the cops she was he was uh, stabbed twenty seven times front and back, then shot in the face. Oh my god! And 
the big tell, the thing that basically confirms Jody as the killer is what? Her French fucking manicure. It's always just like in screenwriting class. It's in the first scene. It's always I, why in the first did I scene. know? Why did I know that? I'm like, out of all of the things that caught my attention in that opening scene, who is this manicurist? Like, she is the most famous person in this story. And for me. also, how does Mesa, Arizona have every guy body waxed, but only one girl with a French manicure? I know. This is like, what? You just got the French manicure in Mesa? Like, yep, we're still bleaching cornholes for the guys. Just got the manicures for the girls, finally. I mean, that was a relief. This is fully 2008, which was like, it was already, it was inappropriate to have a French manicure in 2008, which I think is another really interesting tactic. detail. It's your freedom manicure. It's your freedom manicure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're crazy. I cannot believe you just called that that freedom manicure. You are nuts. So... Jody's in court now. We see that she has, uh, I guess, cut herself up some two bangs. She has like just two strands of bangs. Yes, she's got. She's making some bangs effort. You got to give her credit. She admits to killing him right away in court. She says that she, uh, he wanted to kill her because she dropped his camera, which is. I mean, that's a good reason. It was an expensive camera that you threw in the wash cycle. And Jody also throws out that at one point she. She says she walked in on Travis uh, in bed masturbating, and she says, when I walked in, I could see him grabbing something, and it was a photo of a little boy in his underwear. Ruthless, Jody. God, no kidding. Which, by the way, is pretty wild, because the director, Jace Alexander, who was born Jason Alexander, by the way, he was arrested on child pornography charges, basically, while the movie was going live. So this weird like line about child pornography is kind of sticks out to me because of this odd fact jace alexander also in this movie he played um travis's boss the guy who yelled at him over the nudie picture so there's lots of weird layers there uh you know we find out that jody had a bunch of gas in her car basically we the cut guy, to the detective is like wait a second why didn't you ever text about that like, this is a big question because she texted like 82,000 texts. He's like, He's like, did Listen. you ever write in your diary about Travis and this nude little boy? And it's like crazy. Like, he's like, where's the diary entry where you write about walking in on your boyfriend holding a photo of a nude little boy while he was masturbating? It was so dark. It was so dark. And but 82,000 like, texts from a flip phone. Do you know how fast that bitch must have typed with her fingers? I mean, that's crazy. One of those, she had one of those like little lightning phones what do you like call those like a nokia like a razor phone yes, yes a razor phone yeah um so basically we wound up with just a title card this this movie was actually being shot while the case was happening the verdict hadn't even been read so like the title card was kind of slipped in last minute and by the way you <laughs> should know another fun fact about this movie is that if you buy it on itunes or watch it on lifetime there are additional scenes in the movie than when you watch it on netflix for some reason on the netflix version they cut out a bunch of scenes oh i wonder what what else you get to see? I don't know. I mean, maybe that was the strip tease scene. Like we got an extra long strip tease scene or something. Oh lord. Um, but yeah. So um, basically, where Jodi Arias is today, they don't cover in the film. I know for a fact that she is in like Appalachian courts, still like trying to figure out her case. She begged for the death penalty because Jodi said that death would be the ultimate freedom. Which, I mean, if if it was me, I would kind of like not lead with, "Can you please kill me?" Like that would be really convenient for me. Like if I was trying <laughs> to get my way in court, I would be saying the opposite. If I want to die, yeah. I'd be begging for my life. Well, uh, also, but- someone who wants commitment in a relationship like what better commitment do you get than in prison exactly where are they gonna go 
So Jody is, um, I know for a fact now, sells art on her website. You know, you can't profit off your crimes, but Jody is raising money for her case by selling original art. Mm-hmm. Uh, Made out of what? Like, is she painting and stuff in jail? I think so. I mean, if you go on her website, you can see. I also know something else about Jody was that she won her prison's um, version of America's Got Talent slash American Idol. Oh, had, so like, when they showed that that's that Christmas Carol contest, she was winning. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. They starving um, in jail. They get TV in there, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I think that prison now you can like. If you're in a fancy prison or if you opt to, you can have a, a TV in your jail cell at certain prisons. Whoa. Anyway. So let's get to our scale. We're going to rate okay. our this Lifetime movie and all Lifetime movies just for you people at home. We're going to have 15 Lifetime movies in a season of this podcast. Every season, we are going to pick a movie that is wins the Tory Spelling Lifetime Lifetime Achievement Award, which mm-hmm. is our ultimate movie of that uh, cycle. Hopefully, it's a hibachi grill. Uh, our cycles, uh, the winner of our cycle will be the one that scores the highest on this scale. Um, and each category is ranked one through five. One being the least lifetimey, five being like the most lifetimey possible. Okay. So in terms of the greater scope of lifetime movies you see on a scale of one to five, where would you say this acting landed in this film? The acting was pretty good in this film. I, I would have to give it a solid... Four. I would have to give it a four. The acting was good. Well, that would be a two then, because that's like the. Oh, so reversed. Yeah. Okay, so two. So Wait, actually... no. So four is the most lifetimey. Does Which that is mean the bad? Most bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two. I actually was gonna give the acting in this one a two myself. Pretty good. I mean, even good. Katie with the sleeves was very good. Well, now that we know that Katie has like this whole like career, and I mean, I think it was a lot of sleeve acting, but anyway. Yeah. Um, in terms of underreactions in this movie, um, what would you give it? Underreactions? Yeah. Wow. This was pretty lifetimey for underreactions. Completely. Like so. Travis saying, like, wow, this is like insane jealousy. And it's like, no, dude, it's uh, way more than insane jealousy. Like, yeah. You're gonna die, honey. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna like, give it a four. We saw this a year before you, at least. I'll give it a four too. I'll stick with your four. It was a Because yeah, there four. was a lot of understatements in here. Overreactions. There weren't that many overreactions in this None. film. None. This was like a zero in overreactions. Yeah. I don't feel like anybody overreacted. Even the people who were like, she's going to kill you, were like, she might murder you, maybe? Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. um, she seems kind of fishy. Yeah, it's total underreaction. Uh, dialogue. Uh... Oof, there was some there was some really good zingers in this. I, I mean, I'll give it four just for the wait, two? No. Four is the best, right? Four is the, the most, most lifetime. Yeah. I would Five have to give this a four lifetime. because I'm never gonna forget the nacho moment. Nachos I mean, that was really good. Nachos was so good. We need your talent for nachos. I mean, Katie really is carrying this category for this movie, I feel. Like, Katie <laughs> yeah. just was given so much amazing dialogue in this film. <laughs> Jody also had some really weird turns of phrase as well, which I really liked. Like, when they start to vary it up with things, and I'm like, is that a phrase? Like, is that, like, an expression that people say? Like, there was a lot of things with Jody that I was uh-huh. like, that's a weird There's moment. some, like, queen intern walking around Lifetime, like, make a trend, people. Make a trend. Nachos. Check on the trends. I'm going to give this a smooth five in the wardrobe department. The wardrobe, I mean, the wardrobe person was the best actor in this. It was, it was amazing. Nothing can be said with Old Navy and sleeves, like was said in this film. Our wardrobe category has two subcategories, wigs and weaves, which I'm going to give for this movie. I'm going to give, personally for me, it's a three. 
Well, it was only hers, but she was the star. But man, that was a heavy wig. I mean, I wish I could just give an award to her neck because it was extremely strong. Um, and she did have a good wife wig. Okay, I'll go with the three. Okay. And then in terms of makeup, it wasn't that lifetimey. But the fat, the muffin top fat was like an interesting one. The guy's makeup was the most interesting because then there was that scene when they were in the grocery store and she was like bent over the pineapple juice or whatever. Yeah. And then he walked up and then they showed him staring at her boobs the whole time. And they were like, oh, he's tricked by boobs. But he was wearing eyeshadow. And I was like, LOL, at being this like obsessed guy with eyeshadow. Yeah. Um, We're buying it, buddy. in real life. I don't know. You can't tell anymore. It's 2016. Who knows? He's very fluid. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give the makeup a two. Yeah, the makeup wasn't very lifetimey. I wouldn't say. Wasn't very lifetimey. Crying? Where are you at in the crying? The crying. The only person who really cried was her, and it was not very lifetimey because there was not very much of it. But I did appreciate that there were at least five scenes of her crying out of one eye. It was very like Claire Forlani in the in the beginning when people thought she had a chance, you know. And oh she's my like, God. oh, it's one single tear. Claire Forlani, honey, you're amazing. Uh, so let's give the crying a two. Okay, I'll give it a two. I think that's a little high. I think I'll give it a you one. You want to give it a one? Yeah, okay, I'll give it a I'm going to stick with you on a one. Because we knew, and, and, it was and low. a true Lifetime movie, you want that big jerky cry scene that's just yes. like a disaster. Um, I but- do believe that she didn't feel anything, but that sociopath acty thing, I don't know if it's bad acting or really good acting, but no emotion, you know. Uh, and then our last category, victimization of the female character. On a scale of lifetime and not that lifetimey, where are you? This was very anti in mm-hmm. how Lifetime normally does it because it's normally the woman who's the victim. But the fact that they still made her somewhat of a victim is pretty good. I'm going to have to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four as well. So doing this math together, two, six, seven, 13, 18, 21... <laughs> 23 24 so this is a 28 this scores this movie has scored a 28 on our lifetime scale that's the number to beat for the rest of this season yes. one film down out of 15 for this season you guys thank you so much for listening that was the jody Arias story dirty little secret that was a dirty little secret and nice work on the font Thank you, honey. I, I really appreciated the font, too. It was a good font. It was good. Yeah, we didn't mention that. But that font, font it was Actually, like a double should, font in the title. Should we add to this scale font? Font? I think, yeah, opening title fonts. Because this was pretty good. Font. I mean, two fonts in the title is pretty bold. Yeah, I'm going to give this a four in terms of the font, which is going to bring this movie up to 32. Oh, yes. You passed the 30s. Yes, Jody. That's how old I am, you guys. 32. I do a podcast about Lifetime. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was a Jody Arias movie. Dirty Little Secret. State of Arizona versus Jody Ann Arias. Verdict, count one. We, the jury, duly impaneled and sworn in the above entitled action. Upon our oaths, you find the defendant as to count one, first degree murder, guilty. Five jurors find premeditated. Zero find felony murder. Seven find both premeditated and felony. Signed. Position two correct, sir. Stay one and all. I'm sorry, Travis. I'm so sorry. You could have had any guy you wanted, Jody. Why me? Because I loved you. You found a hell of a way to show it. Why did you want me, Travis? Why did you love me back? Why did you love me back? Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, so reach out to us on Twitter at MMISWP. And while you're here, 
why not smash that subscribe button and make us a part of your weekly routine? If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. It helps our ranking in the iTunes store and lets other people find the show and share the lifetime love. Today's show was produced by Stephen Ray Morris with support from Christina Lopez. Molly Mae McMahon from Six Peaks made our logo. You can find our guest, Ronnie Karam, on his Twitter, at Ronnie Karam, or on his podcast dedicated to all things Bravo, Watch What Crappens. I'm your host, Molly McLear, and you can find me across social media as Malls or on Snapchat, Malls Official. Until next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.